Now, I, I was doing some gardening on Friday, and my, we, we did the rotor of who's preaching, when, and leading, and so on about two months ago. And as a guess, I'll, I'll speak something, I'll say something, and then normally say, okay, Lord, now start telling me what I need to say. And by, I went to school on Thursday, and had a long conversation about Christianity and so on with one or two colleagues said that why they, it's half term, why we're at school on Thursday, don't ask, don't ask. But three of us got into a conversation eventually, and um, the one guy that I spoke to is also a Christian, he said, so what are you preaching on? <laughs> that was Thursday. And then I did some gardening on Friday, and as always, the Holy Spirit led the way, and um, yes, so um, the topic is basically, when was the last time that you did some gardening? That's what I'm going to work on today. And um, getting your hands dirty, mowing the lawn, pruning some trees, digging out some trees. Um, some people might actually have green fingers. Anybody ever have green fingers that just love gardening and everything keeps growing when you touch it and so on? I mean, I'm the type of people that even get a cactus to die, so I'm struggling with that, but I try. So, um, now, my earliest memories of doing gardening was when I was not very old, probably four or five, if not younger, on my grandma's farm, and that boreholes with a strong boreholes for water, and then switch that on, and then thick pipes, putting water all <coughs> over the garden, up to 100 meters long pipes that we have to move around, and so it was basically getting dirty, getting muddy. I don't know how much help I was, but I enjoyed it. So probably the the worker that was working for my grandma wasn't always as pleased, but he had a lot of patience with me, and we had great fun. And then later on, I remember as a teenager on a Saturday, if we didn't have rugby, that uh, my dad would start the lawnmower outside my bedroom window, the petrol lawnmower, and keep it going till I get up to mow the lawn. So that was a less pleasant uh, memory of gardening. And But I also remember sometimes that on a Sunday, we always go to church, then have a barbecue, and then my parents would have for their Sunday nap, and then peace and quiet. My friends knew not to come and visit, not to phone, not to do anything. It's Sunday nap, and it's quiet in the house. But then afterwards, about five o'clock, we would get in the car and drive around and look at people's gardens. We would actually go and get some ideas on which gardens are nice, and, and if you see a nice garden, you slow down and you look a bit, and that's nice, and you can see who put in effort in their gardens and who did it. So, um, that, yes, Lord. <laughs> so, um, so, there were some good memories of gardening, but we all have to do some gardening, and some is easy, like keeping a cacti alive, and some is a bit more challenging, like caring for a bonsai tree and all the small pruning and stuff. So, there's different variations of gardening. Now, sometimes you need an axe to chop a whole tree down. And sometimes you need small scissors, but you always need some tools, you always need something for your gardening. Now, when I did the gardening on Friday, I did lose a few battles with a rosebush or two. But then, I put gloves on. Wow, what a difference that made. Why I didn't put the gloves on from the beginning, don't ask. But once I put the gloves on, it was so much easier because I had the right tools. Now, I'm gonna, um, we're going to read from John 15. And it's a very famous passage, you all probably heard of it and read it many times. But I just want to go through it again and, and share some words from there. So, John 15, 
verse 1. The vine and the branches. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. This is Jesus talking. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the world I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear fruit, much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. For this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Now remain in my love. I'll just stop there for now. I'll read the next few verses later. But I was just thinking, that's actually a good recipe for gardening there, about fertilizer, pruning, watering, everything needed for living. But not just living, flourishing, um, thriving, really having a beautiful garden. Now, the first steps was cutting off useless, dead, unwanted branches. Um, the branches that don't bear any fruit, or pruning the branches that bear fruit, that they can bear even more fruit. Now, what's the difference between cutting and pruning? So, I thought, let's see what the internet says. So I went on a gardening website, and they say the following. Uh, this is according to treerenewal.com. Tree pruning. Tree pruning involves removing diseased or dead branches from a plant. It ensures that all crops are protected from harm caused by sick or dead branches. Additionally, it prevents the spread of disease to the rest of the tree. Pruning ensures continuous growth and development for the tree. Usually trees are supposed to be pruned annually after the blooming cycle. Hiring a, a, a borist would be the best choice to ensure the tree are correctly diagnosed to prevent future complications. Now, Tree pruning is also a method of aesthetics, since it helps enhance the beauty and shape. But the main object of this method is future health. Pruning protects against pests, hence promoting growth, since it involves removing dead and diseased branches. So pruning is all for the future health, for looking good, for protecting, and then tree cutting if your tree is dead, diseased, or overgrown, you will need to cut it down. Over time, you may have planted at the wrong place. Cutting your tree can be risky if you are not well trained. It is safer to hire services from Tree Renewal to do the work for you. So, sometimes in our lives we need some pruning, but sometimes we also need some cutting. And the cutting is a difficult one, and you might need more experts to help you with that. But None of that is easy. Now, just some questions to ponder about this morning. Are there areas in our lives that need some pruning to help it grow? Is there any areas that might need some cutting out, totally removing? Sometimes we can do the prune. What we can do is prune our relationship with Jesus, maybe spending some more time with him, getting to know him. 
maybe pruning your relationships at work, pruning your relationships at home. But sometimes cutting is needed. And that's not always going to be easy to cut things out of your life that might help you to grow better. But the good news is, you don't have to do any of that. You just have to be willing. God is the one that's doing the pruning and the cutting. You just have to say, Lord, here I am. I'm willing to let you do it in my life. Nowhere in that passage it's, it was saying, um, it's a, if you remind me, I'm in you, very much fruit, and then <coughs> no branch can bear fruit by itself unless you remain in me. But he cuts off the branches. He prunes the branches. Not you, not me. We can't do that. It's the same when you talk about the armor. He just said, put on the armor. He didn't say, go out and fight and go guns blazing. Put on the armor for protection every day. He will do the fighting for you. When we are the trees, when we are the plants, don't go try to prune yourself and try to dig out branches yourself. Bring it to the Lord. Let Him do the pruning for you. Let Him be the one that's taking over the situations in your life. And sometimes our own self-image needs some pruning. Am I good enough? Am I successful? Why can't I do this? Or what's wrong with me? That's what our God sees us. Now, if you go back to that passage, verse 3 says, You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. But verse 3 is that little hidden gem in there that says, It's making a statement. Most of the passage is about taking actions and doing things and consequences for doing things. But this one just says, you are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. How does God see you? He sees you as clean. He sees you as without sin. He sees you as the beautiful garden that he wants you to be. How do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves as that beautiful garden that he intended us to be? Because he says, you are already clean. He sees us that way. How do you see yourself? Now, and again, when I was preparing this, God is such a gracious, loving, caring. He gave us a choice. He's not forcing us to do anything. He's giving us a choice to remain in him. He doesn't say, you will remain in me or else. Or he just said, remain in me, I love you, I'm there for you, then I will bless you, then you will bear fruit. It is our choice. And that's what's making Christianity such a wonderful thing. That God loves us so much that he still gives us our own choices to do. And as parents... I know of my 11-year-old, sometimes I give him choices and he doesn't make the right choices. And then when I have to guide him on the straight and narrow, it's not always easy for me either and then it's not fun. But God gave us the choice. Now, from verse 5 it says again, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me 
and I in you. You will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Now, ask whatever you wish for, it will be done for you. It's not a lotto ticket. We're not going to, oh yes, I need six right numbers, and I'm going <coughs> to... If you really love someone, and spend time with them, if we remain close to God, whatever things might change in our lives, you will realize your priorities will also change. Things you ask for will change. If I think of, as a youngster, what my priorities were in life compared to now, as I grew closer to God, even in my relationship with my wife, as I grew closer to the things you ask for change, because you get to know each other. You get to love each other. You don't ask, you aim to not ask for selfish things. You ask for things that will glorify the other person. And that's what this means. We go to say, ask and you will receive because he wants you, he wants to bless us. He wants us to fulfill our lives as much as we can. He wants us to be successful. We just have to ask and he will bless us. Now, what is our priorities in bearing fruit, in growing? Are we spending time to basically be in the Lord. That is, living waters flow through us. We are the branches, Jesus is the vine. We are connected. If you think of any tree, if you chop off a branch, it will die. If it's connected to the living water flowing through that tree, it will grow. We are connected to Jesus as the living water. We can grow, we can flourish. But we need pruning. We all need pruning. Even that, that worldly website said, after the blooming cycle, you need to get pruned. We all need it at some stage in our lives. Nobody is good enough or there's always place for growth. No matter if you've been a Christian for five minutes or 50 years or five millennia, it doesn't matter. We all need pruning. We all need to move forward so that we can be the garden God intended us to be. If we think of the most beautiful garden you've ever seen, and there's some pretty nice gardens out there, think of where's your place in that garden. How will you fit in that garden? Will you fit in that garden? And if not, why not? Because God wants us to fit in the gardens. He wants to prune us so that we are part of that beautiful garden. If you go shopping for a tree or a plant, you know beforehand how the flowers look like before you plant the seeds. Otherwise, you're not going to plant it. God knows. He bought us. He made us. He created us. He knows how we're going to look afterwards. We don't know yet, but He does. He wants us to fit in that garden to make us as beautiful as we can be. To flourish in the garden of the world. To stand out. Are we willing to just say, Lord, Prune me, we need it. Cut off some branches if needed, because it's holding me back from being the garden that you want me to be. Now, I'm going to read from verse 9 onwards now. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. 
Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because the servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. That's all. Love each other. If we love each other, we will bear the fruit. As easy as that. Now, sometimes it's not that easy to just move on. We, our human nature is not always as forgiving as it should be. But we should love. There is not do, say, 10 Hail Marys and give 10 million pounds to the church and do, love each other. Full stop. That's what Jesus wants. Love each other, love him. That will make the difference. Now, as I said, when God created us, he knew how we will look when we pruned and when we're in blossom and when we're in the final garden. We don't know how we will look yet. <clears throat> we might sometimes feel heaven on top of the world. You're not even close to where God wants you to be. Your world is small. He created the universe. We sit in Orpington. We, we think we know. We think it's big. As a physics teacher, if you start looking at, at space, I was doing a space topic with my authorities now, and looking at what's out there. It's big. It's big. We're small. Yet he created it all. And we think, oh, look at that marvelous skyline. And look at, we're part of that marvelous creation. When you see other marvelous creations of God, when was the last time you looked in the mirror and realized you're part of that marvelous creation? You are just as beautiful in his eyes. He's seeing you as the final product. He's seeing you as clean. Why do we doubt ourselves? Why do we see ourselves as dirty? Why do we see ourselves as not worthy? When the Almighty Father sees us as what we can be. Let's stop limiting ourselves in our lives. Let's start to realize what we can be. Let's start to be part of a garden where people will drive past and slow down and look in awe and say, wow, I want that. And then we can start having a conversation saying what we have. We've got the living water in us. We can talk to people about it. But it's not going to be easy. This growing process is going through pains. Let's remember to help each other, support each other in this whole growing process. In the pruning process, 
if you've got things that need to be cut out in your lives, let's, let's hold each other's hands through that. Let's, let's stand with each other. We're family. That's what family do. Let's help each other through those processes. Let's not try to cut out each other's things and prune each other. That's not our job. God will do that. We just have to be the family that support each other in the process of growing. We can't judge. <laughs> Nobody here is without sin. So you can't tell someone else, oh, you did this. I always say to the kids, if you point a finger at someone, there's always three pointing back at you. Take some self, realize what's happening in your life before you can blame someone else for things. Let's take stock of our lives. Let's, let's show the world that we are different. Let's remind ourselves, and not just show the world, we need to show ourselves. We need to remind ourselves we are different. Because we are our worst enemies. We make Satan's job easy. Because if we start doubting ourselves, he doesn't even have to do anything. We need to realize whose blood is flowing through us, whose living water is flowing through us, and realize that we are worthy of bearing his fruit. And once we can bear his fruit, we can show the world there's something different in us. And then, all that we need to do is love. That was that last three words is love each other. <clears throat> if we love each other, we will bear His fruit. And that's all we need. It's not overcomplicated. It's the easiest recipe in the world. Let's just love each other. Let's forget about all the other things happening in our lives and focus on what's important. Because he loves us. He wants us to be the garden that people will drive past and wow, look at that. And it's not because we're good. It's because we glorify him through it. Because we want to bear his fruit to glorify him. Not for us. Then you miss the point totally if you do it for yourself. And you're going to be part of the ones that have been cut off and thrown on the fire. This is so that we can glorify him. Let's just... Show that love. Now, when we had the last song, or the second last song, Man, Power of Your Love, the verse, Hold Me Close, and then Soar Like Eagles. Now, why do eagles soar like that? Eagles fly very high, very far. And they use the currents, and when they die, they can just rest. And the currents will take them, and the airflow will take them. They don't have to do any work. That's exactly what God wants from us. Just be available. He will do the work. We can just rest in Him that His current take us, that we can soar and show the world what we can do. Let's rest in Him. And that is while the eagle is flying. So the eagle wasn't sitting in his nest or he was soaring, he was flying. Things were happening. He was willing to be pruned. He was willing to go somewhere, and in his race, his race was in Lord, just soaring, going up. And that's important. Now, um, Sunny had a vision just in the beginning, or while we were worship, and she shared it with me, and um, she saw basically like a duvet covering the, the church, keeping us warm and comfy. But then something said, look closer. And she saw everyone with our battle scars. Everybody has battle scars. Everybody is struggling. 
But that this way is covering everyone, on a, not just, but individually also being covered. And then with the eagle soaring, just to know that God is with us. If we need pruning, if we need cutting out, God is with us. If we need rest, we can go on the currents and he will give us rest. But we need to keep moving. Nothing can happen if we're standing still. Nothing. We can't grow if you're not connected to the Lord. We can't flourish if you're not willing to be pruned. And we can't do any of that if we don't love. So let's just go this week and not to, to boast what we can do, to show the world who the Lord is. We are living in a broken world at the moment. It is confused, it's broken. Man, I saw a meme yesterday, only two more prime ministers before Christmas. When there's chaos in the world. But we've got the constant. We've got God as being the constant who loves us, who's there for us, who cares for us. And He is willing to prune us. He is willing to get His hands dirty. He is willing to, to go into a few fights of rose bushes to make it. Well, I've got some blue scars and stuff. It's, it was a painful experience. But we don't have to do that. Yeah, God will have the gloves on. He will do the pruning. He will do the gardening. We just have to be willing to be pruned. So, that's the basis. You don't have to do much. You just have to say, Lord, I love you. Here I am. Please, keep busy in my life. That's all we have to do. So, I'm challenging you this week. It's in your hectic lifestyle, some regard people might be less hectic than others, but in your hectic lifestyles, just say, Lord, bring me rest. Can I please, like an eagle, soar on your currents to rest my wings? Can you please do the pruning so that my flower, that my garden, can be what you intend it to be? And that I don't limit it with my own expectations. We are limiting how we see ourselves. We are limiting how the world sees us. But we are not limiting how God sees us. We can't limit His love for us. He sent His Son so that we can flourish, so that we can live. Let's start living the life of someone that just that loves back. Let's just appreciate and just spend time with the Lord. Let's just pray. Yes, Heavenly Father, it's, it's not always easy to, to come and be pruned, but it's even more difficult to get pieces cut out and cut down. And Lord, we just want to come and lay it at your feet and say, Lord, please help us to be the gardens you intend us to be. Help us to flourish, to shine, and that if the world go past, they can slow down and stop and see, wow, I want what that person is having. Lord, help us to just love each other. Help us to forget all the things around us and just to focus on you. 
And all you want for us is to love each other and be with you, Lord. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you are willing to get your hands dirty by doing the gardening for us. That you are putting the gloves on, you getting the, the axe and whatever is needed. And all we have to do is be available. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you get your hands dirty and you sing your songs so that we can be saved. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.